Now he takes off the shirt. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20. They're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare-chested. Somebody stop Look that out. man. Here comes the blue coat. Oh, Kevin. they got him. Here comes They're coming the blue from the coat. Left. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. Watson takes a snap, rolls right, looks into the end zone. Hunter Renfro caught it! Touchdown! 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 With a second left, Watson hits Renfro, and Clemson grabs a 34-31 lead. Now, Brad Sinketh and John Hyde with the Press Box on the Roar. Good morning and welcome to the Press Box. Brad Singham here with John Hyde, broadcasting live on this Friday, February 23rd, 2024. 9.05 a.m. Getting ready to wrap up the work week here on the Roar 105.5975. The RoarFM.com live from the Upcountry Fiber Studios. We've got Landon Walker going to join us today. Pit crew member of the winning Byron team from the Daytona 500 earlier this week. Cannot wait to catch up with Landon, get his thoughts on the big title, the big win for uh, that crew and for what it means to start the NASCAR season out in that manner. And then we'll also talk with him about spring football, which is right around the corner uh, for the Clemson Tigers starting uh, on Tuesday or Wednesday, I should say. Uh, So we're going to spend a lot of time discussing that for the next several days, but we'll also get you ready for the weekend that is college basketball. Clemson takes the court tomorrow at home in Little John, 7.45 p.m., 7.15 airtime here on the Roar as they get ready for Florida State coming to town. And then baseball gets going this afternoon around 5 p.m., first pitch, 4.30 airtime here on the Roar, taking on Kennesaw State. Uh, there's women's basketball. There's, there's a lot going on. A whole lot going on. So we're going to get you ready for the weekend that is upon us. Big, big, big weekend for college basketball. Good morning, John. How are you? Doing well, Brad. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. What are you most excited about for this weekend? Oh, boy. What's on the agenda? Like, what's the sports-wise, what's what's something you feel like you got to watch this weekend? I think it's got to be Saturday night. Clemson Tigers against Florida State for me. Yeah, as it's we're coming good. down the home stretch here in ACC play, I think this is... Uh, you know, we talked about it a lot yesterday. You finally you're one game above five hundred in league play. Let's keep that let's keep it going. Get a good home win and, you know, continue to try to close the season out on a positive note as you can. I thought you would say spring training games for your, your Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, I'm not I'm not there yet. <laughs> I'm not there yet. I mean nothing nothing matters more than games that don't count for the Pittsburgh Pirates. You know, really, it's you can't you can't really lose a game if it doesn't really count. It, it's that. like why you know when I was in college, my favorite Clemson football game every year was the spring game. You just not, you don't have to worry about the outcome. Just go and enjoy the day. Yeah, I, I get that mindset, but unfortunately, I'm not down in Bradenton right now, taking it all in. Ooh, but it would be nice, wouldn't it? Probably better weather than we're having here today. But it'll be the weather today will be nice, and it'll be very good over in Doug Kingsmore Stadium later this afternoon. Yeah. True. Don't have to worry about this this not this wet stuff that's going on right now later today. So we won't play weather person today. I'm not planning on it. Okay. 
I plan on talking sports and not trying to be a meteorologist. I did not stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. So just a, uh, let's hope not. So just, I mean, you had a, <laughs> you had a really rough Thursday if you did. Uh, the house may be flooded or underwater. Or the something. house is fine. Okay. Uh, it was when I left it this morning anyways. <laughs> the wife is fine too. Yeah, everything's fine. Dog was asleep. All was okay. good. All right. Just wanted to make sure after that comment. Uh, in terms of that, then we will go under the full assumption, just don't know why I have to say this, but we always have to, that they will be playing baseball today at Doug Kingsmore State. There's no reason to think otherwise. No. All right. Just wanted to go ahead and get that out of the way. You know, I know we're going to be paying a lot of attention here to Clemson, Florida State Saturday night, but Brad, this oh. is... <laughs> I thought you were going to go somewhere else with that. No, 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 no. I thought we were, I thought we were talking about the court system. No, we'll get there. Talk about the court, not the court system. Yes, okay. on the court. Okay. Not in the courts, I, on the court. I, I am not kidding. I really thought you were going in a no, different we'll, direction. No, we'll get there. Okay. We'll get there, because I do want to talk about that today. How, how crazy is it that that's relevant, like when you say... Clemson at Florida State, my mind goes to the court system, not the basketball. Not the court. hardwood, yeah. yeah. But for right now, I want to discuss the hardwood. All right. The only judge in attendance might be a Clemson alum or something. Okay, well, anyway. Go ahead. There will probably be some people who think they're judges <laughs> at Duke and Wake Forest and then North Carolina at Virginia. Probably some people who think they have strong legal expertise. Uh, we do get officials, just not the kind that know what they're doing. Well, you know what? Ne- never mind. Just, just retract that statement from the... From the entire show. Yeah, Chad the Mailman gets what I'm talking about. Chad the Mailman understands. Understands where Brad's confusion lies because he's the one who's normally in court. I am not. I am not. No, there are no court dates going on currently active at this time in my life. But in all seriousness, I think we have three massive games in the Atlantic Coast Conference on Saturday. Duke at Wake, North Carolina at Virginia, and Florida State at Clemson. I think these are all massive games that will determine what's going to happen here. Is, you know, this is going to impact the tournament seating quite a bit. Is it separation Saturday? In the ACC? I think it could be, yeah. Potentially. Especially if, um, like, if Virginia Tech upsets Pitt, then things could get really weird. Ooh. Is that possible? I think so. Because we have seen Pitt lay some clunkers out there. Yeah, like this week. Yeah. And we just saw what Virginia Tech did to UVA on Monday night. North Carolina, Virginia is, if you are an ACC basketball fan, uh, this is going to be going to be one of the most important games, I think, of the ACC season. Yes. If, if Virginia loses this with Duke still upcoming, it's going to feel like they've lost their grip on any chance to to finish first, which I think I think we all believe North Carolina and Duke will finish ahead of Virginia, but this would mathematically make it very difficult. Yeah, we can predict and project, but Virginia's still very much alive in this thing. How scared are you if you're Duke this weekend? You're walking into a, to a beehive. I mean, that's... Winston-Salem's going to be rocking for this game. They they feel like this is the game that could clinch them an NCAA tournament bid. That, that's how you have to accept it if you're Wake Forest. Absolutely. Oh, I think if you're Duke, you have to be on, on edge going into this one. Because you're right, you're walking into just a hornet's nest. That place is going to be insane tomorrow afternoon at 2 o'clock. The, the opportunity that lies ahead for Wake Forest... Do you agree with me that they yeah. they basically lock up a bid if they win this game? I think so, but I mean, it it ju- and, and it's not just because it's a quad one team coming to Wake Forest that happens to be in the ACC. It's Duke. It's Tobacco Road. It's the in-state stuff of it. You know, like they're they're going to be fired up to watch when the Blue Devils get on the court and take on the Demon Deacons. A lot at stake. Duke and North Carolina, twelve and three in the league, tied for first place. 
Virginia at 11 and 5. So if Virginia loses this game to North Carolina, it feels like at 11 and 6 in North Carolina would be 13 and 3. It feels like they've they're they're almost done. But what if we oh, come in here if? on Monday morning and North Carolina and Duke both lose on the road? We come in here Monday. By the way, after that game, Virginia only has three games left. One of them's Duke. BC and Georgia Tech are the other two. So, what if what now? If Duke and North Carolina both lose on the road this Ooh, weekend, then it's going to feel very open. Then Virginia is very much alive in this thing. Wake Forest wouldn't be dead either. I don't anticipate Duke North Carolina losing, you know, back to back games or you know three out of four. But Wake Forest would not be completely out of it at all. And this affects Clemson because the Tigers still have a chance, believe it or not, to get a top four seed in the ACC tournament. That is still on the table, even though, you know, eight and seven feels like it's a ways back. It's only one game back from Wake Forest for fourth. And they play the Deeks to wrap up the regular season. How cool will that game be if it's if it's for the fourth seed? Oh, it'll be incredible. March the ninth, I believe it is. Yeah, up in Winston. That'd be that'd be really cool if that's for the for the double buy. Yeah. I don't know, so I just had a thought. I may I may I think about maybe trying to go to that one up there. I got family up there I can stay with. There you go. I might go couch surf up in Winston. (laughs) Maybe some donuts. Have a good time. Get some donuts. Yes. What's the Salem's Aight? It's better than Raleigh. Um, Oh, preach. That should be that should be a t shirt though. Yeah, why don't they sell those at Wake Forest? Winston, which is a greater sign than Raleigh. It's just better than Raleigh. And it's better than Durham and you know, maybe even Chapel Hill, depending on, depending on the day. I don't know. Durham gets a bad rap. Durham's not not that bad. It's gotten better. Yeah. yeah I, I'd rather go to Durham than Raleigh. Yes. I'd rather go to almost anywhere in the state of North Carolina than go to Raleigh. Same. It, the, 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 the payoff for the city is not worth the traffic you deal if with. If we were power ranking the worst towns in the oh state of gosh. North Carolina, Raleigh is uh, climbing the charts. <laughs> Climb, it, it starts there. Like, that's the, that's the number one, and then you, you just work off of, of that. And it goes all the way, you know, it starts the worst in Raleigh, and it ends with the best in Henderson, North Carolina. Oh, listen to you. Got to shout out my dad's hometown. Come on. But there's a lot of opportunities here for some movement in the ACC standings for sure uh, this weekend. Um, now, if Wake Forest, now if, if you're Clemson, you're pulling for for Duke. Boy, I can't believe I just said that. Well, hold on. If you're Can a you Clemson say that again? fan, you are pulling for the Duke Blue Devils. Get out your your favorite. Um, I don't know what what does Duke wear? Clemson, or uh, North Carolina wears the Argyle. What's what what signifies Duke? Gothic lettering. <laughs> Get out your favorite gothic lettering that you have in your closet. I don't know. Gothic lettering. I don't pull for Duke. (laughs) Never pulled for Duke. Never a day of my life. Dust off that um, statue of Coach K you have. Okay. Okay, stop. No. No statues of Coach K. And you can can pull for for the Dukies this week. Not a chance. You have to if you're a Clemson fan. You have to pull for Duke. Why... Tell me why you can't. Because it's Duke. You, you you need the four seed. I know. You need the four seed. Oh, you desperately need there. the four seed. I just, I'll, I'll just watch that game very passive aggressively, on mute while I listen to Clemson baseball on the radio. Aggressively. 
Uh, 2 p.m. tomorrow, by the way, if you're making your plans on, on when to put on your blue. Hey, just put it on mute and listen to the baseball game. If you, if you want to do authentic Duke, you'll drive to New Jersey to watch the game. Yes. Now, that's authentic Blue Devils. Yeah, don't even be remotely close to the state of North Carolina and cheering for Duke. Right, you have to go to New Jersey to wear your Duke colors. Yeah, I will say, though, that conference expansion has actually been really good for Duke. Because okay. now that, you know, they are coast-to-coast now. It's okay to be wearing Duke stuff in New York City and to be wearing Duke stuff in Southern California. You're in ACC country, man. Where is ACC country not located anymore? Okay, yeah. Nowhere. I mean, it's it's we're about to be worldwide. I guess the the heartland. We don't we don't have a satellite team in in Iowa. No, but you can go straight south and you'll hit Dallas. That's true. That's true. I don't consider Dallas Midwest, but no. Texas is its own region of the world. Nonsense. But you're right. ACC expansion has allowed us to now claim California and Texas in ACC footprint. So if you go, to- you're welcome, America. No, you can you can you can drive through the streets of Laredo with your ACC flag, John. You can, and feel good about it. Absolutely, absolutely. Flying, you know, flag. speaking of the ACC, I'm your glad a texter gets in, in the here. back of a truck. Go yeah, ahead. Sorry, I'm not doing that. Southern California. Um, texter gets in and asks, "How excited is John for this East Carolina North Carolina baseball series this weekend?" I'm fired up for this one, Brad. This may be one, you know, next weekend, college baseball, the center of it's going to be in South Carolina yeah. with Clemson versus, versus the Gamecocks. This may be the epicenter of college baseball this weekend. East Carolina versus North Carolina, two it's top huge. 25 teams squaring off. Yeah. I'm surprised Tar Heel Chad isn't, hasn't made plans to go there and get some barbecue on his way. Well, we haven't stadium. heard from him. We haven't heard from him all week. We don't know. Tar Heel Chad may be out there tailgating as we speak. Yeah, probably so. Uh, the weather was actually pretty good for a lot of this week, so Tario Chow's probably wrapped up on the uh, on the links. Yeah, he had some some holes to get in today or uh, this week. Maybe not today. Must be nice. Uh, I don't I don't really know what this text means. But I'm going to choose to interpret it the way I want to interpret it, and it says flush Duke, and I'm just thinking that it got auto corrected. <laughs> still, the, it still it still plays. It still that works. The, that the first word got auto corrected. That is not. It is yeah. not flush, Duke. Probably not, but you know the the sentiment is still there. I, I get what the text are saying. Totally get it. I, I I choose to read it in that manner. See it how you want to see it. Hear it how you want to hear it. And hear how you want to hear it for the next three hours here <laughs> in the press box. I uh, I I know there's no love lost, but I'm just telling you, you need Duke to beat Wake Forest if you're a Clemson fan. So why not pull for the Dukies? Embrace it. You know what? Pull for North Carolina, too. Now you're just asking a bit too much here. Well, I, I'm just saying Clemson's not that far back from Virginia. You, you want to give Virginia a couple losses here, push them down, wouldn't hurt the Tigers. No, it wouldn't the hurt the Tigers. making a, 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 a top-four seed in the ACC tournament. I'm just telling you how your weekend should go, John. Um, I, I'm, I'm trying to lay it out for you tomorrow. You're asking me at the exact same time on Saturday – to pull for North Carolina in basketball and pull against them in baseball at the exact same time. It's the perfect triple header. You you put on your, your Duke Blue at two, and then you transfer it to Argyle at four, and then you can put your orange back on at 745. Sounds like I got to go shopping today because I don't own any of those shades of blue. Yes. <laughs> I got don't, plenty of orange. I don't believe you. 
I have some uh, North Carolina socks you can borrow if you'd like. I'm good, but hey, I appreciate You know what? I shouldn't be surprised, though, that you started the show with this narrative as you were dressed head to toe in Duke blue today. I mean, I kind of have a North Carolina shade going on, too. It's just it's just a mismatch of blue that... Uh, I should have seen this coming. This is on me, folks. I apologize. I, this has nothing to do with me. This has everything to do with you and trying to convince you who to pull for tomorrow. 654 Roar. You got to make tough decisions. More to come after this. For over 36 years, Little John Portable Toilets has proudly served the upstate. From construction to special events, Little John Portable Toilets has you covered with worry-free toilet service, delivered, cleaned, and sanitized, serving the upstate and further when possible. Portable toilets, handicap, hand wash stations, holding tanks, executive restroom trailers. And if you have a question, we have a live person to talk with. Little John, family owned and operated. 800-499-5667 and at littlejohntoilets.com. Hi, I'm Jake Wilson, and as the owner of Iron Drive Floor Coatings, I'm proud of the product we've delivered to our customers for nearly 15 years all over the upstate. If you're considering having your garage floor transformed, check out our five-star Google reviews as well as the gallery of homes we've completed. Don't just take my word for it. See what other homeowners have to say about Iron Drive Floor Coatings. Our website is irondrivegaragefloors.com. Schedule your free quote today, irondrivegaragefloors.com. You might not know this, but the Ingalls Bakery is actually a bakery. As in, we bake things. Really delicious things. Things like crusty breads just waiting for that scrumptious strawberry jam. Apple fritters to pair perfectly with that morning cup of coffee. Cakes for any occasion, customized to your precise standards. And did we mention the cookies? It's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. Finding a dealership alternative just got easier. With three locations in Greenville, Cherrydale, and Anderson, First Class Halt is here to service your Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota. With ASE certified technicians, state-of-the-art equipment, free shuttles, customer rewards program, and a limited lifetime warranty on parts and labor, we stand behind our work. So if you're looking for an independent service shop who treats you like a customer, not a number, look no further than firstclasshalt.com. And while you are there, take advantage of our new customer offer, First Class Halt, your dealership alternative. Looking for a job with a company that's focused on family? Glen Ravens Anderson Plant, maker of high-quality Sumbrella products, is hiring now. As a family-run company offering competitive hourly rates to help you support your family, you'll enjoy premium benefits, including a pension program and much more. You'll qualify for a $1,500 sign-on bonus, and once you're hired, if you refer someone who gets hired, you'll get a $2,000 referral bonus, too. If you're experienced or willing to be trained, apply today at join.sumbrella.com. I'm Richard Thompson of Thompson & King Law Firm, and I believe that every person has a God-given desire to work. That's why I take Social Security and workers' compensation cases very seriously, because most folks don't really want to think they're disabled. They hesitate to file for disability, and when they're turned down, they hesitate to appeal their case. But they are disabled. If you're presently unable to work on a daily basis, even if you don't fully understand the cause, come see me. I'll take your case seriously. I know you do. The Thompson & King Law Firm, 222-0200, or online at thompsonking.com. Attention golf cart fans, Salty Fries has expanded to Greenville, bringing us the number one number golf cart, the Icon EV, voted by thousands to be the number one overall best golf cart brand and the best street legal golf cart in 2023. Come experience the difference. Best yet, Salty Fries golf carts of Greenville can customize the Clemson-themed golf cart of your dreams. Save up to $2,000 during the end of the model year closeout sale. Salty Fries on Highway 183 in Piedmont and at SaltyFriesFRYES.com. 
eBay Motors is here for the ride. 120,000 miles of night drives, daily commutes, and who knows how many. Are we there yet? Through countless fixes, elbow grease, and a new radiator, you kept your ride alive. With eBay Motors, you have over 122 million parts to keep it running. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, they'll be the perfect fit every time. Plus, at these prices, well, we're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live and local sports talk coming to you from the UpCountry Fiber Studios. This is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Serving the five counties of the South Carolina Upstate, UpCountry Fiber is a stronger connection. What teams and situations concern you in sports? Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I am concerned. You know, I'm concerned, but, you know, we didn't get it done tonight, um, and that's my level of concern. It- Tune in Wednesday on the Press Box to see if your problems make the concernometer. Weekdays from 9 until noon, right here on The Roar, where every day is game day. a.m. here in the upstate getting ready for the weekend what you're most excited about Clemson baseball taking on Kennesaw State Tigers looking to stay undefeated on the season uh, they're 4-0 thus far after a win over PC uh, on Tuesday night and uh, they're getting ready to host Kennesaw State beginning at 5 p.m. today 2 p.m. on Saturday and 2 p.m. on Sunday hope you got some tickets uh, yesterday when we were giving those out so uh, we'll continue to do that uh, later on uh, next week probably we'll have some for you so want to get you into as many baseball games as we can this year and there's a lot a lot of uh, baseball well actually next week you probably want because it's only the only one game uh, in terms of the uh, weekend at home and then two road games in columbia do you want to call them that john we just call them two road games or one neutral game uh two road two road games in columbia next weekend I it's a whole week out. I might ask you to break that down, but are you already starting to think about the excitement level of the old rivalry on the diamond? Oh, absolutely. I can't wait for it. I think it'll be a. Uh, I mean, because in terms of, of in terms of the rivalry, and I just think I think most people would agree with me on this that it's football one than baseball two. Oh yeah. I mean, I love the game on the hardwood. Don't get me wrong, but I it's just. Baseball in this state just kind of carries a different, a different weight with these programs. I mean, I go, I go way, way, way back with this rivalry, but I think that, I mean, I've, I would say some people care just as much about the baseball aspects as the football. I'm not going to say more because football is football, but I think there's, I've definitely come across people who care just as much about the baseball aspects of this rivalry, um, than they than than football. I mean, it's it's like right there neck and neck with a lot of people so that'll be coming up next week uh south carolina is at home this weekend taking on belmont so they're looking to also stay undefeated as they're already five and zero on the season they won two midweek games over winthrop and queens they haven't played a close game yet i mean the close game they played was their first game opener uh last friday with a 5-1 win over Miami of Ohio. Since then, 11-4, 14-0, 12-2, and 13-3. In some shortened um, 
mercy ruled uh, type games. So I think it's going to be um, really, really, really good series. I, I mean, really, I hope both teams are undefeated and ranked and we're really hyping this thing up this time next week. That's the plan. That's the goal. I really, really think this is one of the uh, top rivalry. I mean, I've talked with a lot of national media people who covered college baseball for decades, and this is they think this is the best rivalry in the sport. At least it, it has been. You know, I know some some of the past years maybe doesn't have the same luster uh, from a national standpoint because you didn't have you know two top ten teams like you had in some in some previous seasons. But I don't think that that takes away from what it means in, inside the borders of this state in any way whatsoever. You want them both to be ranked really highly. You want the national attention on those two baseball programs. I think both are worthy of deserving a lot of national attention, but you got to earn some of that too. This year, this year feels like we're headed to that. Maybe it's going to be one of the more anticipated uh, series, rivalry series we've had in quite some time. Texture says, complete joke for anyone who calls Segar Park a neutral site. I'm just reading your text. I'm not. I'm just trying to be a little PC about it, but uh, I very much understand what you are saying. Uh, and I don't, I can't give you the reasons on why. Well, I, I can tell you this is a negotiation process while they're playing down there, but hopefully, um, hopefully this isn't a trend that's, or not, I mean, it's sort of a trend already, but hopefully it's not something that continues forever and ever into the rivalry. I don't, I don't, I'm not really a big, huge fan of it, to be honest with you. 654 Roar, you want to get in with us? Of course, the Clemson Tigers getting ready for Kennesaw State today. Uh, softball is at home as they open up their home slate now. Uh, they're hosting the Clemson Classic, and you can check that out today over there at. McWhorter at 4 p.m. So if you want to get over to McWhorter Stadium this afternoon, they play again tomorrow, taking on Miami of Ohio at 1.30 and UConn at 4 p.m. And then depending on who wins and who loses and whatnot, it'll be a TBD for uh, Sunday, um, either at 10 a.m. or 12.30, depending on, again, sort of how that how that goes. But uh, it's... 11 a.m. It gets things get started with UConn and Ole Miss, and then Miami, Ohio, and UConn at 1:30 today, and then Clemson again takes the field at 4 p.m. this afternoon. So good opportunity if you want to get over to a quarter stadium, see a lot of good softball today. I would highly recommend uh, checking that out. Clemson uh, on the diamonds this this afternoon at 5 p.m. I don't think we have. Looking to see if we had official. I don't. We, have, we don't think official yet on the. Yeah, there, I mean, it's, it's way too early for lineups. Uh, we do know that Billy Barlow will take the mound again for the Tigers after he started the season opener last week, and you know I think Barlow definitely didn't do anything to not earn another, you know, Friday start. In fact, I think he's. I think you know, even with Austin Gordon, you know, sort of working his way back from some time off and ramping things up. I still think Billy Barlow is a Friday guy. I think I think you he would have been the Friday guy last year had he been 100% healthy. In his first outing, uh, he did pitch five innings, gave up uh, two runs. Neither were earned on three hits uh, to start the season. So he'll have an opportunity to continue that um, 
0.00 ERA. Barlow uh, hitters hit 176 against him last week, and there was, he had a couple hit a couple batters in that game, uh, but did not walk anybody. So uh, we'll see how the how the control looks today. I, and I, I would assume, just based on the way things went last weekend, I'd, I'd be surprised if it isn't the same rotation. You know, I think I think Tristan Smith will be the Saturday pitcher, and I expect for the most part, to be Aiden Canuck in the uh, in the final game. John, do you have any any reason to switch it up if you were Eric Backage? No, I would not. I, I would keep going with that group until until things are changing. You know, I'm, until those guys give you a reason to put somebody else in the starting rotation. I'm rolling with those three guys. Those three guys right now, at least until Austin Gordon gets ramped up. Yeah, to, but right to now, full he, status. Yeah, he's not full status yet, so you don't. I, I want to see Tristan Smith actually get an opportunity with several starts here. Because last year it was just kind of hit or miss. He did some midweeks. It came in and it just hit, you know, struggled as a freshman at times. And with the true freshman, I want to keep him in a routine. I want to keep him knowing that, like, okay, every single Sunday I'm getting the ball. And so the week kind of he can plan for it. He can get into a good rhythm as the season gets going. I like the plan right now. I like the setup. And I think these three guys are going to give a – Three quality outings this weekend. Yeah, Canuck's the one who got who got beat up a little bit. You know, he gave up five earned runs uh, in in just three innings of of work, and then and the Tigers, you know, came back and ended up scoring a ton of runs, so it didn't didn't hurt him. No, I mean, but I was in the ballpark that day, and I yeah, he got you know lit up a little bit. But it's your first career start as a true freshman. That's going to happen. I I wanted him to kind of get out there and. And work through some of this stuff. Yeah. Figure now, out how to pitch at this level. If it happens again, then I think you have to adjust. Yeah, maybe. But I, I want to give him some opportunities to try to figure this thing out and not pull the plug too quickly. I don't think you're starting him next week against uh, South Carolina. You think that's Gordon? Mm, I don't know. I, I mean, he only, he only went two innings in his first outing. Well, I, I, who I, are you throwing then? I think we're talking probably, probably into March. Probably trying to ramp him up to have him full speed by conference season, at least a week or two into conference season. Well, who do you think throws next? I Sunday? I don't know. <laughs> that may depend on who gets used. Uh, it could it could be TBD, the famous TBD, who gets uh, gets a lot of starts in college baseball. For, for Sunday next week. I, it, it's too early to really start to say that. I'm just saying, if he does get roughed up again, do you want to start him? I mean, I, I, it'll be at home. That's the that's the the bright side to that. Uh, 2 p.m. next Sunday. But do you really want to put the freshman out there? Kind of depends how Carolina's bats are going, right? Well, yeah. If it's if it's 1-1, it's a rubber match. Well, I mean, like, as in those in the Friday and Saturday game, are you able to – are you playing 3-2 to two games? Or are you playing 11-10 to 10 games? If the bats are coming alive for the Gamecocks, then to your point, I may not even put him in that situation. But if they've been close, low-scoring games, I don't, I don't have as much trepidation to put him out there. Let's see what he does this week before I agree with that. I, I think it's likely that it could be a TBD because it could be just based on how you pitch other guys in the first two games of the series. And both of those, of course, are in Columbia, so you're not in the comfy confines of home. So I, I just, I just want to see how things kind of... S- shape up 
heading into that. I, do, do you agree with me, though, that, that Gordon's probably a good ways away? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was his, I mean, his first outing. I mean, we played the audio for you the other day where Coach Backage said it was a hard count at 50. Was not going over that. And he pulled him at 43 because he's able to get out of the inning. I, I don't think that's, I think you do this midweek thing with Austin Gordon. So that means he would probably not be available for the Clemson South Carolina series. Probably not, unless you know you were able to get him a couple innings on Sunday if he throws this Tuesday. But I think that's that's asking a lot. I think that's asking a whole lot. Uh, I don't I don't think they're ready. They're not going to ask him to pitch twice in a week. He's just not at that stage right now. I mean, if if he's on a fifty pitch count in his first outing, he's nowhere close to being able to pitch twice in a week. So if you if you ended up um, who does Clemson play in the in the midweek? I believe it's USC Upstate. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Then I don't know that you want to. Um, I may just go Johnny Holstaff and just let a bunch of different guys get action in that one. But but Upstate's a good ball club. I yeah, it'll be tricky to prioritize how you want to handle that that midweek game because if you just want to keep Gordon on a, on a, on a on a routine on a schedule. Then you pitch him on Tuesday, and you don't worry about his availability on the weekend. He's just out until Kansas State, you know, on on the sixth. Right. But at some point, he's going to transition back into the weekend. You know, you, you could make an argument, or you could not pitch him against USC Upstate and have him available to go say two innings against South Carolina at some point in the series. You could even, you know, piggyback him with Kanat. On Sunday, potentially. That gives him a lot of days off, too. Yeah, the texter asks, is he coming back from surgery? He's not coming back from surgery. He just pitched a lot during the season last year and then a lot in summer ball up at the Cape and, you know, was going through fall ball. And it, Brian, correct me if I'm wrong, that back edge shut him down in October? Yeah, it was it was a complete shutdown, meaning no throwing at all. Uh, back edge says at, at, at this stage with some guys in college, he does not like for them to pitch this much. And so it was a preventative thing. It's not that he's recovering from an injury or from a surgery. Right. It's to it's to keep him in good health for this year. Yeah. Just felt like he was getting some he 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 showed some arm fatigue in in early fall ball and I think they kind of realized that it, it he needed a break and he was having some fatigue. It's it's not a it's not like a a bad thing. You're not worried about, it, not concerned about. It. You just want to make sure it doesn't carry over into the season. And so he just got shut down. And then when you get shut down and you can't throw for, he took a, a, probably over two months off or, or right around two months off, you have to slowly ramp that back up. You can't just go out there and throw uh, 100, 105 pitches. The key word there is slowly. Yeah. A very incremental build. Yes. Just to protect the arm and, and make sure that he helps you when you really, really need him. And that'll be later on. You know, as that's as the season goes, so it's still probably going to be a process, I think, for for Austin Gordon. Again, I, I my guess is they're trying to get him back to full pitching strength, probably around the Duke. The Duke series is March fifteenth. That's that, that that to me is a reasonable amount of time to ramp him up. If he's at fifty pitches now, you know, and you, you what you do is you start out a certain number and then you steadily increase that with each start. So the next start might be. 60 or 65 or it could be 70 and you know then 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 once you're approaching 80 or more you can be a you can be a starter on like a weekend series if you need to 654 roar more to come on the roar when we return 
with what's going on in the world of college football and the ACC after this. Anderson County is a great place to live and work, play, and worship. Samantha Porter, the Anderson County Environmental Educator, encourages residents to reduce, reuse, and recycle. You can recycle plastic bottles and jugs, mixed paper and cardboard, clear, brown, and green glass, aluminum, and steel cans, use motor oil and cooking oil, tires, and electronics. If you have any questions, please call Anderson County Solid Waste at 260-1001 in regard to recycling and proper waste disposal. I'm Will Davis with the Davis Law Group. Davis Law Group offers comprehensive family court services across the state. If it's in family court, we handle it. From emergency custody cases to dividing millions of dollars in assets, we're the team you want in your corner. We help hardworking dads secure time with their kids. We help dedicated moms and wives achieve financial stability. We have the honor of helping build non-traditional families through adoption and third-party custody cases. We believe that families come in all shapes and sizes. Contact us today at davis.law. Let us see how we can help. Top Dress is your go-to solution for maintaining a healthy and vibrant lawn. With our specialized soil conditioning program, we ensure your grass stays nutritious and healthy. Right now, take advantage of our limited time offer and receive a free lawn aeration when you sign up for our program. Trust us to help your lawn thrive all season long. Visit us now at carolinatopdressing.com for your free quote. And as always, Go Tigers! Dr. David Maruz, D.C. in Greenville, South Carolina, is here to guide you on your journey toward a pain-free life from peripheral neuropathy. And here's the exciting news. Take advantage of their limited time offer. Your initial Sumas laser treatment is just $79. Take the first step towards a brighter future. Call 864-292-6777 now to schedule your consultation with Dr. David Maruz, D.C. And schedule your initial treatment for only $79, absolutely commitment-free. Relieve peripheral neuropathy pain now. Do you have sagging, softer, bouncy floors in your home? Well, this could be a sign of rotten wood caused by moisture in your crawl space. Damaged wood in your crawl space can affect your home's foundation, and that can affect your home's value, and nobody wants that. Say goodbye to sagging floors and hello to a stable foundation. Contact Canty today for your free inspection at 864-641-0176 or visit CantyCanFixIt.com. Whether you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, see for yourself why the team at Ralph Hayes Toyota and Anderson has been blocking out the competition for 75 years. PJ Hall here letting you know if you want to stay on top during the regular and postseason, Ralph Hayes Toyota has your next ride. From their certified pre-owned to all their new 2024 Toyotas, South Carolina's oldest Toyota dealer welcomes you. Ralph Hayes Toyota, Clemson Boulevard, Anderson. We wrote the book on price. Ralph Hayes Toyota. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. The needs of modern businesses are always changing, but corporate cards haven't evolved in decades. Until now. Meet Ramp, the all-in-one finance platform that combines corporate cards with spend management software. Ramp is the only card designed to actually help your business spend less, not more. With Ramp, you can set custom controls to stop out-of-policy spend before it even happens. And Ramp software even does expense reports for you. No more manual entries, no more chasing receipts. And with best-in-class accounting integrations, you'll close your books in days, not weeks. Ramp gives you better insights and a real-time view of all company spend, so you can stay focused on the big picture and build a healthier business. Join over 15,000 businesses who have switched to Ramp and start saving an average of 5%. Modern finance runs on Ramp. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. 
Just go to ramp.com slash sports. That's ramp.com slash sports. Sports talk for people who love sports. Come on, there's no need to complicate things. It can't be forced. It should just come about effortlessly. We are the Roar, where every day is game day. We're back here live on the Roars, the press box with Brad and John. You're going to be in Tiger Town this weekend. You're going over to Doug Kingsmore, maybe Little John, maybe McWhorter. Uh, I, th- I think is gymnastics playing tonight. I think I think they have a, a meet tonight. Uh, there's a lot going on 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 campus, and you're probably going to be in town. I can't urge you enough to go over and check out a good friends at your pie of Clemson. I went to their location over at Dockside last weekend. Man, that place was hopping. It was John. It, it's so cool because you get in and out of there at your pace. Like if you're you know, a little bit in a hurry, trying to get a quick bite, a, a, a good quick bite. Sometimes you get a bad quick bite. Something that that's, doesn't take a, a long time to cook, and you want to get in and get out, your pie is the place to go for that. You you know, if you want to stay a while, watch TV, which which I did. I watched a little bit of the Kansas game and some others. While we were there, I had some time to kill. That was fine. But if you're in a hurry or you're trying to get to a game, I'm telling you, your pie gets you in out of there very, very quickly. It's at your pace because the pizzas are done in minutes. Takes no time at all, and they're great. I mean, they really are. You can get your own little, little you know, personal size pizza, and they have great menu items. You can also put it together how you want. I love your pie in Clemson. Two great locations: one eleven Earl Street downtown, and the other at the dockside over there, right on the lake, off of one twenty three. So go by and see them this weekend if you're going to be in town for any Clemson uh, festivities. I highly recommend it. 654-ROAR, you want to get in with us. We've still got a lot to dive into, including, John, the latest in the ACC-Florida State lawsuit battle. Can you update us on where things stand and who has now entered the ring? This is like WWE. Like, this is, you know, Stone Cold is now just marching down the aisle, you know, while... I don't know. I'm I'm so I'm so out of tune now with wrestling. But hey, the Rock's back. The, I've heard so. The Rock and and the Undertaker are in the ring battling out. And here comes Stone Cold, and he's got a chair. You know, like <laughs> there you go. Th- thank you. Perfect time for Ric Flair, who has now entered the fracas. Uh, this is from Knowles two four seven. ESPN has entered the picture in the ACC's lawsuit against Florida State's Board of Trustees with the broadcast company responding to a February 22nd deadline in North Carolina court to support the Atlantic Coast Conference's right to seal the media agreement between the league and the network. Buddy, now you got my attention. Now now I'm really interested in this. What, what is ESPN claiming? So in... I'm going to read this here from from the article on Knowles 247. It says, in the filing, ESPN pushes back at Florida State's attempt to make documented agreements part of public records and imply that Florida State, as well as its attorneys, potentially, and I quote, committed a felony by knowingly disclosing ESPN's trade secrets. I mean, if there was a list of felonies you think Florida State would commit, this one's probably not high up there, but uh, by divulging trade secrets. 
What? Is theft a felony? Uh, y- yeah, why? Yeah. Free shoes university. Well, it depends. Curious. It depends on how much. <laughs> or, de- or depends on what you take, I should say. Is Dillard's a thing? or is uh, that Dillard's, Dillard's is probably not a felony. Okay, I just want to make That's sure. If we're, if we're listing Florida State felonies, I want to make sure. I want to figure out where that lies. I don't think you're facing prison time for okay. some, some Dillard's stolen goods there. Just want to make sure. Just maybe some jail time, but not, not prison. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that being said, uh, do you think that, the, like, what, what, I mean, just seeing trade secrets makes you think like there's espionage going on here. But di- divulging information in this lawsuit, do you think that, that ESPN has a leg to stand on here that Florida State legitimately committed a felony? I don't know. <laughs> we talked about this on this air numerous times. I only took one law class in college. I should have taken more if I knew I was going to get into this business. Either Okay, there, there, there's two parts of this. One, if, if Florida State's lawyers were that dumb that they would have committed a felony by, by like releasing this, like, they're the ones who filed this, John. This wasn't some clerk in the athletic department that typed up a legal document in a lawsuit, okay? No, the who's billable hours making, went to this. Who's, yeah, like this was a, a, a law firm that handled this. If they thought they were breaking the law, I don't think that they would have put this out there. Now, trade secrets are are hard to to prove that you know someone is actually hurting you by releasing this or not. So I, it's going to be up to a judge to determine that if it goes to that point. I don't think this will be a felony charge on the university. Who do you arrest for a felony charge here? Like who? Could, That's a great question. Who, who gets you- who gets cuffed by the feds? Is, is what I want to know. Someone in Tallahassee is going to claim it's Jimbo, but I don't know if that's going to be the accurate person here. No, he he, he can afford the best lawyers. He can afford better lawyers in Florida State. He can afford better lawyers. He'll use Florida State's money to buy the lawyers and A&M's. He don't care. But it, I, I don't know. I mean, who does, does Michael Offord get taken out of the office in, in handcuffs by the feds? Do we, get, do we get that moment? I mean, that would be... That would be peak ACC versus FSU. Yeah, that would be. That doesn't happen. We all know that. That's not going to be the case. But this is just, I, I mean, mind-blowing that ESPN has now decided to not not even just to enter the ring job, but to bring a chair, a guitar, uh, a table. I mean, they're coming off the top rope here, calling out Florida State for a felony. <laughs> it's no joke. I'm going to read a quote here from the article. Is ESPN trying to explain why they are going after Florida State? Mm. The agreements contain sensitive financial terms setting the amount of rights fees and royalties that ESPN will pay, as well as sensitive non-financial terms about the party's future rights and obligations. ESPN closely guards copies of the agreements in its possession and includes confidentiality terms in the agreements themselves that prevents right holders, including the ACC and member schools like Florida State, from publicly disclosing them. Now, that might be true. Thy, that might be where they overstep their their bounds a little bit here if, if you're in Florida State. Well, like the, the whole brash thing of live streaming your board of trustees meeting and and screaming and hollering about everybody and everything. But we don't have the documents in our hands. We don't know what it says you can and can't do if you're an ACC member. This is To me, this is why the grant of rights is locked up in the headquarters there and you can only go read the document 
at the ACC headquarters. So you don't take it in, make copies, and <laughs> divulge all the information to anybody who wants to hear it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, that's why you got to hire Nick Cage to do it for you. <laughs> you got to go steal it. The sad thing is I wouldn't push that past Florida State. That would State. be a felony problem. No, I wouldn't put that past Florida State to think, whoa, if he can steal the Declaration of Independence, there's no reason he can't get us the grant of rights. Why not? I wouldn't be surprised to think that, believe that to be a nonfiction movie. According to the story, ESPN also opposes whether FSU and its lawyers have committed a felony by knowingly dis- disclosing these secrets uh, as a question for another day, implying heavily that this topic will be brought up later. So this might just be to combat and to back the ACC in this in this lawsuit here. You know what you get what I'm saying here. This might just be the, like a, a trump card for the ACC to go to, or at least an attempt of one to get the ruling in their favor. To get Florida State to quiet down. No, Florida State's not. No, they're not Florida going State's to quieting down. No, I'm not saying they're going to, but I feel like that's kind of the the approach here, right? Yes. Like, hey, we'll bring this up later. You don't want us to bring this up, but we will bring it up later. God, they go into, into this whole deep thing about how carefully guarded trade secrets are throughout the U.S., including Florida, and the definition of a trade secret under Florida law substantially similar to North Carolina and California. I mean, now California's getting brought into this thing. I, hey, it's ACC country, man. <laughs> God, this thing is ridiculous. Big picture, does anything come of this particular story? No, it's just one more story in a line of many stories that are going to come out about the legal battles between Florida State, the ACC, and ESPN. But I'm not surprised that ESPN's gotten into the ring here. But I think what it does prove or show is that the ACC is dead serious on not not allowing Florida State to easily win their lawsuit and secede from the league. They're just not going to go down without a massive fight. Now, here's here's a real big wrench thrown into that, though. And this may be why this came out when it did. What was our biggest topic of discussion for college football this week? I mean, with the the new landscape. The, the new... The, playoff, the, the, what it will be after the yes, next two years. The coming revenue distribution model, which is going to be hard fault. As hard fault as this court case. If the, if the Big Ten and the SEC get their way and they're able to create a revenue model that benefits them more than it does others, which I think they probably will. I think we all assume that that's probably yeah. what's headed. Does that not give Florida State some credence to their lawsuit? They say we are being held back by the revenue distribution model that is set against us. I'm not saying it'll work. I'm saying, can they use that? They should use that. They will use that. Because it is set up to be unfair. And they may not be the only one. No. Just throwing that out there. Now, they'll be the first, but they won't be the only one. (laughs) Well, their cards are on the table. They basically have no option but to go all in on this. There's no poker face with Florida State right now. Fight it till the absolute bitter end. But I, I don't know that ESPN is going to to sway a judge with the trade secrets thing. I think it's just great fodder, and I think it's really good drama. You know, like we're... This is like some sort of you know, show you watch on CBS at 9 o'clock on a Wednesday. But I don't, I don't know that this is going to really hamper Florida State's pursuit. 
but maybe it does help them what's going on right now in the in the landscape of things and I don't know John I don't I don't believe in coincidences when it comes to things like this I think everything is is calculated and planned when you are trying to do something as daunting as remove yourself from an entire conference and get out of a grant of rights and a whole bunch of legal stuff. I just don't think things happen haphazardly or by chance. No, not when you're with the grant of rights fees is mid nine figures. There's going to be a settlement between the ACC and Florida State. What is going on right now is what this is how businesses operate, but they're just both playing poker and, and they're trying to discredit the other enough to lessen the blow when they have to give in. We are headed towards some sort of resolution where somebody feels like they, they're both probably going to feel like they lost in the end, but Florida State is trying to minimize the amount of money it's going to take to actually leave the conference. Oh, yeah. Isn't that the end game here, if you just break it all down? Yeah. We don't need lawyers to tell us that, do we? No. Then eventually there's going to be a settlement. There always is. I've, I've, I'm on season eight of Suits. I know how this works. Oh, my goodness. There's always a settlement. There's always a settlement. You ever take this thing to trial? You can't. You can't. You and and this stuff is leaked purposely. Uh, these documents and these um, the quotes are very orchestrated and put together in a very specific fashion. To me, it's funny how easily these court filings, which court filings are not that hard to get hold of, but I'm just saying, it's funny how easily they fall into the hands of Knowles twenty four seven and some of these other outlets. It's like, oh, they're not going down to the courthouse, folks. Okay. Somebody within the organization, either at Florida State or at ACC, whoever's reporting, is given this information by them. <laughs> it comes in their inbox. They're not going down to the courthouse to to file through a bunch of paperwork. So this is all being orchestrated and playing out in the media for a reason. It's, again, it's all about reaching some sort of settlement. The question is, how bloody does it get? How How much do both sides regret everything that has to occur to get there? And then ultimately, what's the price? Well, regret. I don't think they'll regret anything. Well, I mean, you think anybody who's operating in these landscapes right now in college athletics is regretting any of their actions and decisions? Well, I think they're going to regret that it's all going to come out in the open and how they do business is coming out into the open. Yeah, ESPN and the ACC might not like that. I don't think Florida State's going to. Well, Florida State, don't rats, care. you know what yeah, about Florida, that? Florida State already don't. Yeah, they're already telling you. We already know how Florida State does business, it's pretty obvious. So there, there are no trade secrets there. But in, in all seriousness, I, I think that what, where we're headed with this is so fascinating for everyone else. And I, and I don't just mean Clemson, North Carolina, whoever else might try to get out of the ACC. I think just in general in college athletics, as we head into a new era, how likely can is it that you get out of some contractual obligations and what settlements do we see as opposed to, you know, a decade ago, it felt like this was unfathomable that you were getting out of this. You remember when people told us there was no chance anybody was going to leave the ACC? We were told that by a bunch of people up the road in the state we were just talking about. I'm talking media members and all kinds of people. So there's no chance anybody's just forget about it. No one's going to have the grant of rights. You want to bet? Does Florida State get out of the grant of rights in the next three years or less? I don't know about three years or less, but they'll get out of it. More to come. Hour number two gets started after this. WCCP-FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville-Anderson, WAHT AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We are the Roar. Hey, sports fans. Want to join a team that's making a difference?